today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's talk about electricity prices. Uh, the leader of the NDP, Andrea Horbath, leader of the Ontario NDP, has been doing a hydro tour to discover how deep the situation with electricity, electricity uh, rates, and of course, energy poverty is. Joining us now, le- uh, leader of the Ontario NDP, Andrea Horbath, and she's here now. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? Uh, a little bit chilly, Scott, but not bad, thanks. Yes, winter has finally arrived in Ontario, hasn't it? I, I regret not wearing my furry boots today. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you there. All right, let's let's uh, let's chat about this. Tell us about your tour and what you've been doing recently. Well, I mean, I've been listening, really, to, uh, to the concerns that families and businesses are uh, telling me about their hydro bills and the worry about the future, not only for themselves, frankly, but for the next generation as well. Uh, people are... Quite concerned. I mean, I was on uh, Lock Street today visiting with a small business that sent out some of the alarm bells not too long ago locally. The Chamber of Commerce today was out with a with a letter as well. Uh, we know concerned about hydro. I've talked to people in the mining industry, in the forestry industry, uh, in uh, um, you know, in as I said, in small business, and of course households, families, you know, single moms, uh, you know, families who do very well, middle class families who are worried about. Uh, about uh, you know the impacts of the increasing hydro bills and how it's how it's affecting them in terms of the decisions they have to make uh, about their families now. Should, can we afford to put the kids into sports? Can we afford the lessons? You know the piano lessons. Uh, can we afford you know to put food on the table versus you know pay the hydro bill? These are the kinds of decisions that uh, that families are making today. I talked as I said to a small business owner who said she's had to cut back on her staff. Uh, her staff aren't getting as many hours. She's putting in more of the work herself uh, because she can't pay the hydro bill and keep uh, the staff hours up. You know, you bring up a valid point, Andrea, and we've certainly been talking about a lot of those that have been on the margins, the 1,400 families that have been disconnected and now reconnected after uh, some pressure from uh, from global news and such to do so. But, you know, uh, being on the margins, those are the people that are affected uh, most severely. But th- as you pointed out, this affects everybody uh, across uh, uh, every scenario, and especially small businesses, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's uh, it's really hurting a, a lot of people um, and a lot of uh, a lot of small businesses. And again, I mean, it, I was at a shop as I said today. It's not like it's a huge place. They don't have tons of equipment, um, and the bills are unmanageable. So there's um, that, that has serious implications in terms of, of course, on the bigger scale, our economic competitiveness, uh, but also on on some of these mom and pop shops and whether they're going to be able to uh, continue to operate. Uh, as I said, you know, the staffing issue as well. So uh, we know that small business is a big generator of jobs, uh, the biggest kind of, um, you know, employer, uh, job creator uh, in uh, in our economy these days is small business. And uh, this, is, uh, this is really, really worrisome. If this person is reflecting a trend, which I believe she is, uh, around the impact on small business, uh, that's going to mean jobs for folks. And that's the last thing we need is more people out of work. How did we get here? Why couldn't uh, the Liberals see this coming? I mean, like I've talked to professors and such, and I mean, lots could see this coming uh, years ago. How did how did we get here? Well, I mean, they they really, I think, ignored some of the fundamental uh, benefits that we had of a public electricity system. It wasn't perfect for sure. Uh, there were issues with Hydro One. I think everybody would acknowledge that. But fundamentally, the system operated in the best interests of the ratepayers, both industrial, commercial, as well as 
uh, as households. But, um, you know, the system's been largely privatized now, and and it's it's not operating, you know, for the purposes of meeting the needs of our economy. But Andrea, and let our, me Andrea, Andrea, let me interrupt you there, if I may. But this was going on long before the sale of Hydro One. No, it's twenty years now. They've been privatizing the electricity system since Mike Harris started it in the late nineties. Uh, Hydro One's only the latest privatization on the on the the um, distribution mm-hmm. side of the equation. But the generation of hydro, these fixed price contracts. Yes, there's some in green energy, of course. The Auditor General is critical, but these fixed-price contracts have been signed for 20 years now with all kinds of different private companies. Uh, Quebec and, um, and Manitoba didn't do that. They stayed public, and they're paying less than half of what we're paying here in Ontario. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.